um, the study of the read that day. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. That's good to good to hear. Anybody else want to chime in? Nobody. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll say something. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, so, Tamaya. Hello. Good morning. So <laughs> my study habits um, include. At first, I just try to I pray to have um, revelation while I'm reading. Okay. And then um, I just write down the key points, kind of like Toya said, and then try to um, figure out how to apply that to whatever situation I'm trying to figure out or deal with. Okay. Awesome. That's good. That's good. Anybody else would like to share their study habits? I'll share. Okay. Um, I have my King James Bible. Okay. And I also have a, a Bible. Um, it's called um, The Word of Life. And um, when I'm studying a particular scripture or what have you, um, I like to go back to read the beginning of uh, that particular chapter because it gives you a summary of uh, what it's talking about. Okay. And then um, I'll go to uh, my study Bible to read that as well. And um, if there's something you know within the scripture or if there is a word, uh, within the scripture that, you know, stands out or, you know, what have you, or if I don't know um, the meaning of it, then I have my dictionary Bible as well okay. um, to get an understanding of what it's saying. And um, I too, you know, pray and ask the Lord, you know, to um, help me with getting an understanding of reading his word. Okay. Awesome. That's good. Um, that's really good to, to hear that everybody has uh, various ways of studying and the common denominator with everybody who talks is that you have a pen and paper, you're ready to write yeah. down some things um, when God gives you some type of illumination and you got various sources. So that's very good. So that's good to hear. Excellent, everybody. Okay, so let's go back to the PowerPoint here. All right. So let's talk about some reasons why people don't study their Bible. Now, this is in your preface and introduction of your book, okay? So I know that some people have the book and some people do not. So I want you all to read the preface, read the introduction, because there's some really good things in, in that. Usually in books, I'll always skip the preface for some reason. But for this book here, you want to you wanna read the preface, okay? Uh, so... Here's some reasons um, that he listed, uh, Rick Warren, he listed um, why people don't study their Bible. He said, well, people, they just don't know how. And I've been in that boat. You know, we've been told in church, just go read your Bible, just read your Bible. But they never taught us like how to do that. You know what I'm saying? They throw the word around exegete and all that stuff, but they never really taught us what that really meant. You know what I'm saying? So. That, that's kind of my experience with um, just not knowing how. And the second reason why people don't study the Bibles is that they're not motivated. Sometimes we get tired. Sometimes, you know, going throughout our days, dealing with children, dealing uh, with jobs and things like that. After a while, 
when you get time to sit and breathe and you like, ah, I just don't feel like uh, cracking open this Bible. Or if you do open it, you fall asleep with it. Cause I still open it and fall asleep even to this day. So uh, sometimes we're just not motivated. And the third reason why people don't study the scriptures is that they are lazy, flat out. He said that, he was like, people are just lazy. We just don't, don't want to. We rather come to church, hear from our preacher uh, about the word of the week. And then we go throughout our days. We don't, we don't research, we don't, we don't study, we don't make sure that he's saying the truth and all that stuff. We just take for whatever he says for gold. And so I thought that I want you all to definitely read those reasons in the book um, about why people don't study their Bible. Okay. So the course overview Bible study methods designed to enhance believers understanding and strengthen them in the ability to rightly divide the word of truth. In its prayerful design, the experience of this class will help students to become more familiar with various Bible study approaches and methods. Okay. Um, at the, um, at the end of this lesson today, um, you should be able to reflect on conventional attitudes among believers towards Bible study, consider the call to discipleship and its relationship to salvation, learn more about the church's impact on the Bible throughout the earliest periods of church history, and, and also we're going to preview all 12 Bible study methods that are mentioned in this book, okay? So in the preface, um, Rick Warren, he talks about becoming a disciple of Christ. And so I'm just going to touch on it a little bit and kind of put my spin on it. And uh, I know you've all been hearing us um, emphasizing that lately about becoming a disciple of, of Jesus Christ. Um, when you become saved, um, it's not really an automatic thing that, that, you, that you do uh, now in, in this time because um, there's a difference between those who just believe and those who are disciples of Christ. I think we touched on a little bit in intro to the Bible, but I'm just going to emphasize a little bit on, um, I don't know, I've been, I've been in that boat when being saved and still doing what you want to do, but yet you come, you come Sunday, uh, church services, uh, 8 a.m. And, and 11.30, and then, you know, you go to Bible study, you go to rehearsal, you in church all this time, but you still live in this alternate life. And so we call those uh, type of people just believers. They haven't really dedicated themselves of, of allowing Jesus Christ to really be the Lord over their lives, uh, for, for, for Lord to have all rulership, total rulership over their lives, okay? Um, so as disciples of Christ, it's important to know and understand the concept of scriptures. We have been taught so many approaches to scripture. And it still doesn't feel like that, uh, that it works. So the goal of this course is to help those who have never read the Bible or have done any type of external research to understand how we even got the Bible. Okay, so we're going to be looking at various um, sources. Um, uh, Sister Patricia, she talked about uh, dictionaries that she will use and type of uh, secondary sources that she will use to help her study. We're going to be looking at a lot of those uh, resources um, and, and to give you all some, some tips and suggestions on how to study, study the Bible, okay? Um, now, in order for us to get to the truth, in order for us to understand the truth, there are steps that we must take um, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, okay? So the first step here, um, I meant to drop these in the Dropbox, but I'll make sure to drop them um, when, I, when I get done with this um, lesson. Uh, 
But the first step here, when you become a, a believer, so when you have given your life to Christ, okay? Now, remember that we were saved before the foundations of the world. So we are just now coming to realization that Jesus um, has saved us. And now we, are, we have given our lives to him. And so uh, the first step is salvation by faith and the finished work of Jesus Christ alone. Okay. And the reason why I emphasize alone is that there are a lot of religions out there who believe that you can be saved um, through the finished work of Jesus Christ, plus some other things. Now, I don't know if you're not familiar with Catholicism, but, but they believe that um, just believing in Jesus Christ is not enough. They have all these sacraments that you must follow, um, that they believe that is scripture that these are the things that you're, they believe by um, say, you know, being saved by your works and things like that. So there are a lot of religions out there that believe that. Um, even in, in a Christian denomination, you know, if you're saved, if you look a certain way, if you dress a certain way, if you abstain from, from sin, you are saved. But if you, if you decide to dabble in sin, then all of a sudden you ain't saved no more. And so, um, and so we have to believe, we have to understand that we are saved before the foundations of this world, okay? So there's nothing that we can do. Scripture says that no, nothing or no one can pluck us out of the hand of Jesus Christ, okay? So no, it doesn't matter what we do, um, you, you can, uh, well, we, we'll get into that when we talked about the, the sanctification lifestyle and glorification, all that stuff. But um, the first step is being, being saved. And then from there, the believer must make a decision to surrender, submit, um, submit to him as a disciple. Okay. We're not really taught that in church. We're always taught once you become saved, you go to new members class. Um, then you come to Bible study. You may come to a women or men's group, but that's just about it. And so no one really teaches us about discipleship. Now you've accepted the Lord as, as your savior. Now you have to really give yourself over to Jesus Christ, allow him to rule and to reign and to have dominion over, um, over your life. And then from there, the disciple must be committed to the systematic and authoritative scripture teaching. So this is what we're doing. This is what we've been doing in our TLC classes. This is our systematic um, teaching, spiritual teaching of the Bible. Okay. So there are methods, there are, there are rules, there are procedures on how to study the Bible. And, um, we, as leaders, we want to help you all to, to understand that. Okay. And from there, the disciple must be trained on other spiritual disciplines, such as prayer, worship, meditation, fasting, and solitude. In church, we got it backwards. We want to teach this stuff first and then try to teach you the Bible or we, Teach this and ignore teaching the Bible. So, but how can you worship a God that you don't know? How can you uh, pray to a God that you don't know? Okay, so um, we want to help you to learn, um, learn how to look up, look, look in Scripture, learn how to uh, recognize truth, and then from there, your prayer, your prayer life, your worship life would be more effective because you're hitting it right on the nose. Your, your um, debunking all the myths and all the stuff that people have been telling us on this is how prayer is. This is how you should do it. You should elevate your voice like that. This is how you worship. It should be a song and all that stuff. No, we're going to throw all that out and teach you from scripture what it means. And then from there, we, you go to from a willingness to obey the Holy Spirit. The disciple is now positioned to recognize truth.
So once you've been going into training, and then once you've been studying on your own, you and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to give you illumination in order for you to discern whether what's, what is of evil and what is of, what is of good, okay? And then that's how you get to truth, okay? Um, so as a, as a non-believer, a non-believer, they live their life just straight. They just, they're just, they're not committed. They haven't, um, they rejected Jesus Christ as Lord. And then we talked about a believer, a believer, you know, they're, they're in a church and they're out of church. They just live in their life. They're just up and down. So that's how the chart is kind of looking up and down. You know, anytime they get in a tizzy, anytime they get in trouble, they run to church, cry and be on the altar and all this stuff. But once everything is good, we don't see them. And so they lose their job again. And so so, uh, we want, we don't want to raise believers. We want to raise disciples here. And disciples, they are focused on um, knowing God's word. And it's a progressive movement. That's why the arrow is going up. It's a progressive thing. And we focus on holy and righteous living and faithful service to God. Because when you go to heaven, when we're raptured from here and we go straight to the beamer seat, we are going to be judged on our right, holy and righteous living and faithful service to God. Okay. So that's why we're trying to help you all to learn how to do that. So you can gain rewards in heaven, okay? All right. So uh, what is a disciple? A disciple is uh, using scripture and we're learners of Jesus Christ. They dedicated their whole lives studying and learning the word. And we must do the same. We are familiar with the mandate that Jesus had given his disciples before ascending into heaven. In Acts 1 to 6, he gave them a mandate saying, so when they have come together, And they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or epoch when the father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and even the remote parts of the earth. Now, this scripture here has a lot, lot of meat in it. And I, I don't know if you all remember from introduction to Jesus Christ, we talked about when anytime a Jew mentions kingdom, they're not talking about the heavenly kingdom because they didn't, they didn't have a knowledge of it. They were talking about the earthly kingdom. They wanted Jesus to, to do a revolt. They wanted for Jesus to take over Rome and sit on his throne. But Jesus like, no, the kingdom that I am talking about is my heavenly kingdom. And it's not time for you to know when that's supposed to happen. Okay. And so like for us today, we don't know when Jesus Christ is coming, but he, he gave us a mandate. He said that you shall be my witnesses in in various parts. And so we're, we're witnesses here uh, in the, uh, we're witnesses in the city, we're witnesses we're on our job, we're witnesses just going on the store. So our lives should reflect who Jesus Christ is, okay? And you have to understand in this scripture here, he gave this mandate after the disciples went through training. They were in training for three years, okay? So, oh, that's the next one. Before the disciples were released to become witnesses, they were in training with Jesus Christ, learning the precepts, the concepts, the ideologies of the kingdom of God, okay? So in Matthew 28 and 18, it says, and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to, given to me in heaven and earth. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I will be with you even until the end of age. Okay? Um, so Jesus, he passed that baton to his disciples before ascending to heaven, and he gave us the assignment to make disciples. So how do we make disciples? By teaching them, okay? So at the end of the day, disciples, they're teachers, they're learners, and they are preachers. When Usually when someone says that you are a preacher, we so quick to say, oh, no, I'm not a preacher, I'm not a preacher. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are a preacher. Because the, a preacher, they uh, preach unto the power of God, unto salvation. They witness to unbelievers. And if you have ever witnessed to unbelievers and led them to Jesus Christ, then you are a preacher, okay? Preaching does not happen on Sunday mornings. That's called exhortation, okay? And ser sermonic, okay? And we'll get into that. And it's, it's important for us to split hairs because we've elevated preachers to be the same as a fivefold. We give them more credit than what they, all of a sudden you just get this mystical calling from, from God that you are a preacher and don't realize that that's one of the, one, one of the uh, characteristics of being a disciple of Jesus Christ, okay? So I just wanted to say that. So any questions before I continue on? Any comments? I know I just kind of threw out a lot. Um, are, do, are you um, sharing your PowerPoint? Am I not sharing it? Mm -mm. Gosh, sorry, you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm just going. Okay, sorry. All right, can you see it now? Yep. Okay, sorry, y'all. Oh, that's in the PowerPoint, what I just said. <laughs> I wasn't just flowing. I'm not that deep. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, all that is in the in the PowerPoint. So, um, but anybody got any other uh, comments or anything about what was just taught, or should I just continue on? All right. Well, I will continue on. So here's the levels of discipleship. So remember, you, when you become saved, you become a believer. And then once you decide to give your, your um, you allow God to have rule, reign, and dominion over your life, you become a disciple. So here are the levels of discipleship, okay? All right, so a disciple must be trained, okay? Um, they must be trained on how to study the word of God. They must show that they are ready to be a continuous learner of Jesus Christ. The disciples of Jesus Christ had to learn his ways and his priorities, okay? You are coming from milk to meat, okay? In Hebrews, he said, about, about this, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by the constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Okay, now you kind of see in this verse the, the um, steps that I just showed you all, um, the steps to get to truth. You'll see it from coming to milk to meat, 
um, those who are mature receive the solid food. And then you're given, um, as you begin to study and learn more of him, you begin to develop um, and given the powers of discernment and so that you're able to distinguish between good from evil to, to, to get to the truth. So you, you kind of see it in this scripture here, okay? Um, the second is disciple must always study the word of God, okay? Second Timothy 2 and 15, it says, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God. Approve tests by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth, okay? Um, for as, our, as being leaders of the church, uh, our assignment is to teach you and to equip you uh, and teach you how, how to eat. And now you must um, be able to eat on a daily basis, okay? Uh, we're not, you don't come to church just to be fed. I want to help you right there. You don't come to church to be fed. You come to share. And so we've been taught that, you know, you just need a preacher to come and just, just preach to you and I'm being fed, but you're not giving anything. So when we come into sessions like this, when you come into church, we should be able to share our gifts with one another, okay? And so when you're studying, uh, when you're in training, like I said, we are equipping you as leaders, but when it comes to studying, it is between you and the Holy Spirit. You, you depend on the Holy Spirit to give you illumination, okay? He gives the meat, okay? I can't give you meat. The Holy Spirit gives you meat. He allows you to understand scripture. He allows it just to be, it just becomes a bright light. Um, some of y'all, y'all mentioned, um, the Lord giving you revelation, but in actuality, it's the Lord giving you illumination, okay? We're going to talk about the difference between illumination, revelation, and inspiration. We're going to do that next week. Um, and so when, when the Lord allows you to understand what his scripture means, that's called illumination, okay? So that's between you and the Holy Spirit. The third is that the disciple must be mentored, um, in Ephesians 4 and 12, he said he gave some for the equipping of saints for the work of the service to build up the body of Christ until we're all attained to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of, the Son of God, um, to the mature man and to the measure uh, of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ, okay? Um, there are, when you, when you um, are in discipleship, you're being discipled, you're going to hear um, the call from, from the Lord to go into various areas of ministry. And we're gonna talk about that, um, maybe some of our future TLCs and all that stuff, but you're gonna hear um, the Lord uh, give you, uh, allow you to know your spiritual gift and allow you to know, you know uh, what areas of ministry that you're supposed to be operating in as a disciple because you're learning about him. So therefore he's, trust, you're, he's trusting you to uh, do his ministry work because you already decided to lean and depend on him, okay? And so the next one is um, disciples can now mentor others. Um, before Jesus released disciples to fish, he, he taught them how to fish. He had to teach them how to fish. Disciples um, is finally placed in a position where they can preach and teach the gospel to help others to become disciples, okay? So this is when um, the, uh, the uh, mandate uh, the Great Commission, when Jesus is telling, is telling his disciples to go and make disciples, 
you, you can't make disciples until you know how to, to walk as a disciple. Okay. Um, you're going to be able to mentor and help others. Uh, when you're being a mentor and helping others, you're pointing them right back to God. Okay. You're not telling them like, um, follow me or whatever. No, uh, you're supposed to show them, uh, how to follow Christ. Okay. So this kind of, I was talking, <laughs> talking last week about the whole son and daughter thing and people having sons in the gospel and all that stuff. And all that is just manipulation because we're teaching them, uh, do, do as I do. Okay. Don't, 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 uh, go with your instincts, but just do what I say, because I'm your father in the, in the, in the gospel and all that stuff. And that's just, that's witchcraft. That's manipulation. Cause if they're not pointing you to Jesus Christ and walking after Jesus Christ, then they don't have, nah, nah, you might, you might want to walk away from that. Okay. So as, as a um, learner, as a teacher, of Jesus Christ, I should be showing you Jesus Christ. I don't need to show you me. I need to show you Jesus Christ. And so that takes a mature disciple to realize that. Okay. All right. So we're about almost done. I think, yep. We got a few more slides. So, um, and, and remember all of this is in the preface. Okay. And the, in the introduction too. Okay. So, uh, why do I need to know how to read the Bible. Can I just pick it up and read it? I mean, you could, but you ain't going to really get an understanding. And so um, you may get a surface level understanding, but we want for you to go deeper. We want for you to know, uh, not just quote scriptures, but we want you to know the background. We want you to know the context of scripture so that when you, uh, when the Lord give you interpretation of it, you're able to apply that thing correctly in your life. So here's my disclaimer. <laughs> if you get, the, I got this disclaimer out of the book. Okay. This is in the intro. He said, he said, if you get serious about studying the Bible on your own, you will never again be satisfied with mere secondhand knowledge of the scriptures. As you, as you know, here at the Revival Center, we are going deep in our studies, okay? You don't see churches teaching about covenants. <laughs> you don't see people talking about the real Jesus Christ. You don't really see a lot of churches talking about building a strong foundation okay now there's some there are some out there i won't say everybody but there there are only some that are really um teaching the weightier matters of the of the scripture and um and so therefore we want for you to have an understanding of what we're saying because we throw out words like dispensation and we're and we want you to to when, when, when we say those type of words, you know exactly what we mean. Covenants, when we say that, when we talking about uh, dispensation of law and all that stuff, and you guys know exactly what we're talking about. And so, um, and so when you, this, this is me. So when I began to learn this stuff, I couldn't just sit and listen to regular preaching anymore. It like, it drove me insane. Cause all I hear is about, uh, about sermons about your haters and just it was just a mess i just i just couldn't take it and so we got these um abc sermons and everybody amen it and i'm just like this ain't even scripture what are y'all talking about and so i'm gonna give you that disclaimer you will be irritated okay but at the same time you must show grace you must show grace 
because um, everybody um, is not going through the levels, but we pray that the people will be illuminated and realize that what they're receiving is not enough, okay? And someone may come to you and ask you questions and you want to be able to give an answer, okay? And then that will kind of kind of trigger something in them say well how'd you learn that we didn't learn that in church and you can tell them you know you can you can uh tell them like hey there's a discipleship program in my church and all this stuff uh this is how i this is how i study this is how i do this or whatever um in the bible when andrew was um i think it was andrew was um he was talking to his brother and he was like, man, I, I got to show you, I got to show you this man. He's, he's teaching like no other teacher out there. Let me take you to him. And that's how our attitude should be. If someone's approaching us and um, they hear something that, that was said, we should be able to lead them to the word, lead them to Christ, lead them to programs that can help them grow. Okay. Um, so this is kind of an image of how illumination works. Okay. Um, so you know, as I was talking about regular surface level teaching, that's a regular Bible reading of English versions of particular canon of scripture. So you're just, you're just out there, you're just reading, you're just listening, you're not really getting deep um, in the word. So that's surface layer. And that's kind of like topsoil. And then when you get to that subsoil, um, this is regular Bible study using various English versions and secondary um, tools like commentaries, um, dictionaries, um, concordances, and lexicons and things like that. You're getting deep down in there. You want to have an understanding of some things like you guys were talking about writing stuff down and going back and looking it up. You're, you're getting deeper. And so then there's another level to this. It says a willingness to surrender and submit to the way of Jesus Christ um, as his disciples, uh, as his disciples, uh, yep, systematic training and adherence to the um, biblical hermeneutics, okay? This is where we want to get to the mind of Christ. When you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper, you, know, you begin to um, read things and be able to discern whether or not it's, it's good and evil and things like that. And so, like I said earlier, when I first started, you're going to be reading commentaries uh, written by people who are not believers. You're going to see commentaries that they have some, they're just talking crazy, but and they have this hidden agenda. The Holy Spirit is going to allow you to know that. So that's why you can't really depend on a lot of commentaries. And so we're just going to really help you all to to gain muscle in order uh, for you to discern uh, what is of truth, okay? So any um, comments? 10.30, so I'm doing really good. I got about uh, five, four more slides. So any um, comments about that before I keep moving? No, we're good? All right, let me, let me fly on. So in the introduction, he talks about the principles of dynamic Bible study here, okay? So the secret to dynamic Bible study um, is knowing how to ask the right kinds of questions. So this here is a skill that's going to be developed over time, okay? You're going to be able to um, uh, learn how to ask the right kinds of questions. So right now, um, in this class here, since we're kind of 
helping you start uh, building a foundation. Now, I understand that there are those out there who's been in church all their lives, who's graduates of, of Sunday school and, and all these intensive things and things like that. But I want, um, we're introducing this stuff to you all to make sure you are solid uh, on your foundation, okay? For going up, going throughout the years, we may develop cracks in our foundation and we gonna need some help filling in those cracks and things like that. So um, so, so as you go through this Bible study uh, course, you're gonna learn how to ask the right kind of questions, okay? Dynamic Bible study involves writing down what you have observed and discovered, all right? See, we got some people who are already practicing that. And then the ultimate goal of dynamic Bible study is application, not just interpretation, okay? Knowledge puffs up, Corinthians says. Um, Corinthian church had a problem with gaining all this knowledge, but they couldn't put it into practice. And so we don't want to raise up people who just, um, who just quote things and say things, but yet live an alternative lifestyle. We want for you, once, once you... Um, get an understanding and interpretation of scripture, you become accountable for what you have learned. And so the, the, um, the, what's the, this word just slipped my mind. The, um, the requisite, once you've learned, once you've learned that you are supposed to apply that to your life. Um, the next one is God's word must be studied systematically. And so this process here that we're doing, we're going to be talking about hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is a word that you may hear, um, you may heard in, ch heard in church, and that all it is is the art and science and spiritual act of biblical interpretation. So we're going to teach you how there's some rules when interpreting scriptures, okay? You got to look at the grammar. You got to look at uh, you got to look at the context. You got to look at the author's intent. You got to look at background. You got to look at scripture. Um, so there are some things that we're going to teach you how to, how to do that. Okay. So in dynamic Bible study, you will never exhaust the riches in any one passage of scripture. Once you learn a meaning of a of a scripture, I I guarantee you there are layers to that thing. You may get one interpretation one month, and you may read it again a few months later, you get another interpretation because the Lord is getting you to a point where you begin to know the mind, what he really meant about that scripture here. Because there are a lot of things that hinder us from getting to um, knowing the mind of Christ. And that is the fact that the, the scripture has been interpreted in various languages. Knowing that in the book here, yeah, I think it's this book here that it teaches us that the Greek language have, have over 11,000 words, where the English language only have 6,000. So therefore, there are some words that we do not have. And so um, when you're looking up various words in scripture, we may think it means one thing, but when we look it up in the original, it means something totally different. So therefore, the scripture means something totally different, okay? So um, definitely when you're, when you're um, studying, Keep an open mind um, and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to illuminate what that scripture really means, okay? All right, so let's preview these 12 methods. Now, because this class is only five weeks, we are not going to cover all 12 of these methods, but I'm going to cover um, methods that I, that I think are, are important. But I want you all to definitely read those ones that we skip because they are important. 
um, and they may help you down the line when you're studying, okay? So it's not, when, when we introduce these methods, it's not meant for you just to choose one and stick with one. Like as you begin to grow and as you begin to learn about Jesus Christ, you are going to have to use maybe two or three methods at once. You may have to use uh, various methods, okay? So this is just teaching you what's available out there as far as methods, okay? So the first one that we're going to learn about next week is the devotional method. And it's to select a short portion of your Bible and prayerfully meditate on it until the Holy Spirit shows you a way to apply the truth to your life. Write, it, write out a personal application. And many of you have all uh, said that you already do something like that. So you, you kind of, you're already, you're already in there. So that's, that's very good. Okay, the second one is the chapter summary method. It says read a chapter of a book, of a Bible um, book through at least five times, then write down a summary of the central thoughts you find in it. The next one is the character quality method. Choose a character quality that you would like to work on in your life and study what the Bible says about it. The fourth one is the thematic method. Um, study a Bible theme, uh, select the Bible theme to study. Then think of three to five questions you like to an have answered about that theme. Next, study all references you can find on your theme and record the answer to your question. Uh, the biographical um, method. Yep, I said that right. Select a Bible character and research all the verses about the person in order to study his life and characteristics. Make notes on his attitude, strength, and weaknesses. Then apply what you have learned um, to your own life. Number six is the topical method. Collect and compare all the verses you can on a particular topic. Organize your conclusion into an outline that you can share with another person. Okay. The word study method, you see like each method, it goes deeper and deeper and kind of tougher and tougher. Okay. The word study, study the important words of the Bible. Find out how many times a word occurs in scripture and how it is used. Find out the original meaning of the word. Next is the book background. Study how history, geography, culture, science, politics affect what happened in Bible times. Use reference books to increase your understanding of the word. See, it's getting deeper and deeper. And so in order for us to do the book background method, you're going to have to learn about various resources that are out there. Okay. Um, number nine is the book survey method. Survey an entire book of the Bible by reading it through several times to get a general overview of the subject matter. Study the background of the book and make notes on its contents. Um, and the last three is chapter analysis method. Master the contents of a chapter, contents of a chapter of a book of the Bible by taking an in-depth look at each verse in that chapter. Take each part take each verse apart word by word, observing every detail. Okay, it's getting deeper and deeper and very specific. Um, the, the book synthesis, um, synthesis method, summarize the content and main themes of a book of the Bible after you have read it through several times, make an outline of the book. This method can be done after you've used the book survey method. And the last one is the verse by verse analysis method. Select one passage of scripture and examine it in details by asking questions, finding cross-references, and paraphrasing each verse to record a possible application of each verse um, you study, okay? 
so that's kind of the uh that's next week's um that's kind of the the lesson um that i wanted to go over today but anybody have any questions or anything about that we're good now, um for those who um don't have the book and it's coming I want you all to read the preface and the introduction because what I've just went over is in this book here. I just added some more things, um, but um, the gist of it is in the preface and introduction. And if you want to read it ahead and read chapter one, there's talking about the devotional method and steps on how to do it. So that is an option um, for you as well. So any um, questions or anything? We're good. Yep. Somebody say something. Oh no, I was saying sounds good. Thank okay. you. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And also, I want to let you guys know uh, that this week was an intro, and it's cool. Next week, the expectation is that you're going to need to prepare yourself for class. Oh yes. And be present. All right, everybody got their screen blacked out and all this stuff. We can't effectively know or credit you, especially for those of you who are becoming teachers at the Revival Center, becoming, um, and, and I, I went through this with um, those when I did the, the Deacons 102 class before they all went into their next phase. We can't know that you're actively getting information. We can't even know if you're actually listening or you're present if we can't see. Because let's just be honest, most of us will black that out and be doing everything else. So I'm saying the demand is when we're in this class, we're in this class. Get up early enough to wash your face, brush your teeth, put a t-shirt on, do whatever you got to do and be actively in this class so that we can know, because I can't just assume that just because you're in the class, you understand, if that makes sense. So I'm saying, I'm, I'm telling everybody, especially those who are, you know, well, if, if you're a disciple at this point, you know, you, you're a preacher now, so you ain't got to tell nobody I ain't a preacher. You know, we are, we are preachers, all right? So remember, we used to run around, remember for a while, we used to say, well, everybody's a minister, you know what I mean? So I'm just telling you now, this was the intro, cool. From now on, we are expecting you to position yourself for class. And many of you are in the workforce, you ain't going to no meeting and sitting there with the screen blacked out. You're going to be sitting there, just like I am right now, dressed, all right? So make sure next week, you come to this class dressed and we are seeing everybody, okay? And I'm especially putting the demand on the elders and those teachers and deacons or whatever, but everybody else, we're all getting the same demand, but I'm just letting y'all know so you guys know up front. That's the only way we're gonna know until we get back in the building. It is the only way we're gonna know. And if you can't do that, I understand, but this is the rule for this specific class. Okay. All right. I hope everyone got that. Um, again, um, I'm going to post the Dropbox link um, for you all 
um, to have the PowerPoint and the little handouts that I had inside the PowerPoint, I'll make sure to drop those as well um, in that folder. Um, at any time, if you have questions about what you're reading and studying, um, you can reach out to any of the elders, um, you know, if you have any questions and things like that. So um, anybody else? Everybody's good? One last thing. Sure. Uh, somebody, if you don't have a book, somebody is willing to buy the book. But in order for you to get the book, Camille's about to come up with a question. And you need to answer that specific question in order to get your free book. All right. Oh, Tracy's ready. She ready. Mm -mm, she already got a book. So if you don't have a book, you gonna win it for somebody else. You gotta answer this I question can, I can right here. To give it, give it to share it. Oh no, nope. she got an answer. I'm gonna give her a hard time. Now nah, she got an answer. All right. Cool. All right. Um, there are no other questions or comments or anything like that. I'm going to go ahead and pray and remember to give out this book. read on in the book um, about uh, the devotion. Uh, read the preface in the intro. That's what we went over today. And then next week, we're going to hit hard with devotional method. Okay. So go ahead and read ahead. And also with this book, it's kind of a workbook. If you don't mind writing in books, um, you could definitely write in here. Um, they have charts and things like that that you can fill in and all that stuff. I don't like writing in books, um, but if you all don't mind writing in books, go ahead and, and do that thing. Um, but if you don't like writing in books, I'm going to also have um, Word documents as well available so you can just type and fill in if you want to. Okay. All right. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, God, um, that you have given us the desire. Um, to learn more about you, Father. Uh, we understand and pray um, to you that um, going out throughout, throughout our years, oh God, that we've been deprived, we've been um, uh, hoodwinked, <laughs> that, um, that, they're, um, that we only supposed to learn a certain um, limited amount of knowledge about you, Father, and everything else is reserved for uh, the clergy or whatever but god we were coming to an understanding god that um when he, when we follow jesus when jesus had his disciples he wanted for for them to learn the secrets of the kingdom father um he allowed them to ask questions he allowed them to um, learn more about him father so we thank you god that you've given us that opportunity to learn more about you father um, to ask questions, oh God, to allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate, God, um, your word, Father. So God, I pray that in our study times, in our individual study times, that, um, that we are focused on hearing from you, Father, and we hear from you through your word, Father. So I pray, oh God, that, um, that we are um, going to start developing habits of studying more and more, oh God, and just begin to love and fall and uh, fall in love again with the word of God for there's so much in this, in this Bible. There's so much nuggets and, and, and gold that is in this Bible. Oh God. And so I just pray that everybody just to develop, um, uh, an appetite to learn more about you, father. So God, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor and Jesus mighty name. We pray. Amen.
Amen. All right. And also this recording is going to be on the website as well. Um, if you want to review it again. Okay. So, all right. You guys have a good one. Amen. Thank you. Hey.